Welcome to the Feel Good Parenthood podcast, your go-to mum crew for all things parenting. I'm Courtney, the no-nonsense, cut-the-fluff, multitasking gin enthusiast. I'm Steph, your source for zero bullshit advice, coffee lover and eye rolls. And I'm Emma, the woo mama of the group, juggling snacks and deadlines. We're keeping it sweary and messy with a good dose of tips and tricks that you can actually try at home. Because let's face it, if we can't laugh at the chaos, we are probably going to cry. So grab your coffee, hide in the closet if you need to, no judgment from us, and join us every week for your dose of feel-good parenthood. Let's dive in. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Feel Good Parenthood podcast. You have got me, Courtney, today, and I am joined with by by the beautiful Renee. Um, Renee is a twin mama who runs in similar um, friendship circles to myself, and we actually met well, it would be over a year ago now. Yeah, quite yeah. a bit over a year ago now. Yeah. And um, I remember saying, oh, you know, you were hanging out where all the kids were and the, my kids were being crazy running around. I was like, you're going to have kids. You're like, oh, yeah, maybe. One and then day. boom. <laughs> yeah. What was it? How long after? Um, What was it? So that was what, in like September? So, oh, August, September. So mm. you're like four months later. Yeah. Nuts. Nuts. Okay. Well, before I don't need to introduce you, you can totally introduce yourself. So feel free. Yeah. Share a bit about who you are. What's this, you know, journey into parenthood been like, especially being a mum of twins. How's it all going? Yeah. So hi everyone. I'm Renee. Um, I, oh, where do I even begin? Like the whole journey has just been so crazy because originally a little bit of a backstory. So I've had um, some problems with uh, like cysts on my ovaries and basically being told um, that I had cancer cells and everything. So I had procedures to get that removed. And they've always told me, you're basically going to struggle to have kids. Uh, You might not even be able to have kids. And so mentally I prepared myself for that sort of thing. And so you can imagine how hard that would be on someone who's absolutely love kids wanted kids for so long but then like started Mm. to come to the grips of being like yeah whatever I'm not having kids (laughs) yeah yeah and so um yeah you know my partner and I we talked about it and we're like okay you know like let's just if it happens it happens like let's just go with the flow and um literally first pop (laughs) that's so wild I know it was it was quite crazy because you know at the end of the day we were just like oh yeah like if if you know it happens it happens if it doesn't so be it and then first pop it happens and I was like so relieved like you can't imagine the feeling that I was like okay this is this is happening yes Um, but yeah so so that was a bit of a backstory as to how I kind of got the grips of being like yeah okay either we're going to be parents or we're not sort of thing (laughs) that's such a hard thing to let go of as well because a lot like yeah I've definitely had friends that have had you know struggles and challenges and getting pregnant and like lots of those you know it's a really sad story it's like people who would just be the most amazing parents really struggling to be parents and and or not having kids at all because they haven't been able to and it's just like how do you even mentally be okay with that Oh, absolutely. Just, yeah. yeah. And like, cause 
for me, I'm on a, a bit of a fitness journey for myself before I got pregnant. So I was constantly focusing on just eating healthy and just trying to maintain a bit of a healthier lifestyle for myself. And then in hopes that I could have got pregnant and, um, yeah, I, it was quite quite a bit of a journey to begin with. And then seeing constantly a lot of my friends going through infertility issues and miscarriages, mm-hmm. it, it really broke my heart and it just made me so upset. And so then when I fell pregnant, they were just so supportive. And it's just the community yeah. is just crazy. Like you just get so much love from so many other people and it's just been so nice. That's brilliant that that's been your experience, eh? Because it's not definitely not something that everybody no way gets heading into like yeah into parenthood. Um, so like emotion, like initial emotions and challenges. I suppose. <laughs> what was it like when you found out about having twinnies? <laughs> so I was completely like, well, the initial shock of being like pregnant, I was so excited. Like I was like, okay, yeah. like shocked, but also super excited. And then um, obviously we didn't find out until we, I was six weeks when we were having twins because I was mm. having really bad pains, like really intense cramps to the point where I couldn't really like work and so I ended up having to go to hospital because in the back of my mind I was conscious of uh, atopic pregnancies Mm -hmm. and so I was I was aware that that could be a possibility and the pains that I was feeling so went into hospital and the guy was like look I'm I'm not seeing all the signs that um, I would for an atopic pregnancy so that's something that I'm pleased to hear about but the pains and the cramps could be leading to something that just comes along with the the pregnancy you could be just different like everybody else and I was like yep okay Mm -hmm. cool he's like but I'm gonna get you to go for a scan anyway just in case and so I was like okay sure went in the next day and um I didn't get to see the screen she had the screen off for me and so my partner was sitting on the opposite side of the room and he's looking at the screen and he's tilting his head looking really confused and he looks at me looks back at the screen and then she looks at me and she's like the twins run in your family and I was no. like no what <laughs> instant family (laughs) absolutely and we just laughed because we were just like that is honestly gonna happen to us if anything you know and and went because we joked about it we're like imagine if we had twins and yep sure enough (laughs) um freaking real and so do they reckon that 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 the pains and stuff that you were feeling was because you had twins is that quite normal yeah so basically when you're uh, when you're pregnant with twins you feel everything twice as bad than as if you were to have a singleton baby yeah 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 so did that kind of like mean that like the rest of your pregnancy was quite full on then I imagine (laughs) honestly it really wasn't like I feel I feel bad I have like a lot of friends that were like oh my gosh I was so sick I was just and I couldn't eat and all this sort of stuff I feel like I feel bad because I had it so cruisy like the first trimester I just felt like nauseous all day and then um I was like okay you know I'm obviously like I'm I'm pregnant so I'm gonna feel I'm gonna feel nauseous so the all day thing but I didn't actually be sick I was not sick whatsoever 
And then obviously like the second trimester was just like an absolute breeze. I just went through so easily, but then hit third trimester, that's when things started to kind of take a bit of a dive. Yeah, well, it would though, wouldn't it? Because nobody loves third trimester (laughs) anyway. But then also like having two babies in your tummy versus one, or God help you if it was like three, you know, like or more. (laughs) Right? Yeah, so you would be feeling everything. It was so bad. Like I could not walk. I literally had to like sit 24-7 basically. I could not walk. So at what point did you have to give up work? Um, I was 30 weeks. I pushed it to 30 weeks and was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't sit at my desk. My back hurts. My my stomach hurts. Everything hurts. There's there's at no point in any position ever in within a 24 hour period, would you actually feel comfortable? No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) No. I remember when I had my second so my first pregnancy was that she was my surprise she was our surprise um and a beautiful surprise she was but that pregnancy was a very straightforward pregnancy very very easy and all the rest of it um no no um sickness or anything like that and I didn't either for both of the kids but the second time my body went through pregnancy I was like this is so much fucking harder on my body like I didn't enjoy it as much because it was just like the second time like guess my body knew what it was doing the second time round, but it was actually it just felt harder because nothing was like a yeah. twitten in the in its spot as it was the first time round. Everything's moved again. <laughs> Everything moved. Everything moved. Yeah. And like and I kind of at the end of by the end of that pregnancy I was like, never fucking having kids again. Like I'm so <laughs> I'm so done. But yeah, isn't it isn't that crazy? So to carrying too, I can only imagine how hectic that would be. Oh yeah. The pelvic pain was just, it was a whole other level. And then when I obviously was able to walk after I gave birth to the twins, I was like, man, I feel free. I feel like I could do somersaults. Run run around the freaking block 12 times. (laughs) Exactly. It's like this pain is not here anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And there's so much, I reckon through pregnancy and even post-pregnancy, there's so much that's not talked about. Like that, we actually all forget very quickly. And I think that's probably more why it's not spoken about because yeah. like the afterbirth pains are unreal the second time. So with my son, the afterbirth pains were horrendous. Didn't even notice them with my daughter. Oh, I completely no agree. About it. I never yeah. felt any contractions when I was yeah. in labor, never felt a thing. But then wow. a week, a week after I was at home in bed and I just, I got a contraction and I was like oh, this is not oh, what no. I planned this is not okay <laughs> no 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 and I can only imagine because it's that it's that contracting of the uterus to get it back down to size isn't yeah. it? and your uterus had two babies in it so it's gonna be Whew, full nice. fucking on yeah okay yeah. so do you want to like talk us through like how'd you go with the birth and bits and pieces oh <laughs> this, this is a this is gonna Juicy. be interesting so <laughs> Please remember that not every twin birth is like this. But sure, um, absolutely. So I got preeclampsia. So I was um I was booked in for a midwife appointment, went in, and basically she took one look at me and was like, We're admitting you now. Um I went in And how, what point was that? What how many weeks were you then? I was 36 weeks and 36 weeks four days I'm gonna say 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So I uh, basically walked over to the hospital. Um, I got put on the monitors straight away and they were basically just trying to check to see what was going on and uh the obstetrician came in and said look I'm I'm sorry to say this but uh we are going to have to induce you you've got quite severe preeclampsia your kidneys are shutting down and we really need to get these babies out so I was like okay cool awesome (laughs) ready for this what was your plan like did you have a plan essentially I never wanted yeah, never wanted to get induced. I wanted to kind of just let the twins come when they wanted to come um, mm-hmm. and, and do everything essentially naturally as much as I yes. could have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they um, usually like to deliver them earlier, eh? Yes. So, and you were like, nah, let's just see see how we go. Yeah, absolutely. So for twins, it's normally between 37 and 38 weeks that they want to induce you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, so... I I basically was in hospital that night being monitored, woke up the next day and they started to induce me. So that went on for obviously all day and then come the next morning, which was Saturday morning. And the obstetrician comes in and she's like, I'm really sorry to say this, but we have to stop inducing you. And I said, well, why, you know, why is that? And she's like, we've had mm. three emergency births overnight and pediatricians can't take you anymore. And so obviously at this point I started to stress out and she was like, okay, look, look, like the only kind of next option from here is to fly you to Nelson. So my partner races home, packs up the car, starts driving to Nelson. I'm getting taken to the airport, put on a plane and I get flown to Nelson. He gets to Nelson before me. Oh, wow. (laughs) So I was super grateful for that. Um, basically got went in um they the obstetrician there was absolutely amazing she comes in and she's like hey look like let's just see how much dilated you are um I think at that point I might have been like five centimeters and she was like okay I'm breaking your waters and I was like okay it's full on now let's get it done let's go so mm-hmm. she breaks my waters and I was laboring all of Saturday night and all Sunday morning. It got to about seven o'clock and she comes into the hospital. She's like, why hasn't she had these babies yet? <laughs> Everyone's like, oh my God, we don't know. Um, so I had to get an epidural um, because God, they were, <laughs> they were worried obviously with twin births, um, that there are complications. So they prefer to have an epidural just in case you need to go to theater. And, um, so I, I think it was about, everything's still kind of a little vague. I think it was mm. about like eight, eight o'clock in the morning. And they were like, okay, like let's start pushing. So I started pushing, and meanwhile, I couldn't feel anything. And yeah. the midwives then basically stopped me from taking the epidural because I couldn't feel any contractions. And mm. so I stopped the epidural. So at this point, had you had the epidural or no? Yeah. They were just yeah. about to give it to you. No, I had. Oh, the okay. So you're, oh, you're, you're okay, okay, okay. So then they stopped yeah. it. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So they stopped it. And so then I started to feel contractions. And then, well, what I thought was a contraction (laughs) (laughs) and I couldn't breathe 
Like I, I was getting to the point where I was short and sharp breaths. Like I could not breathe whatsoever. And so the obstetrician came in at that point and she's like, why did you guys stop it? Epidural, let's get her back on it straight away. Um, oh my God, Renee. <laughs> I know, I know. So I went, went back on it and then they, uh, the, the obstetrician got me to push and push and push more and basically my son Torben, he was coming down, but going back up. And that was because I was so full of liquid and so swollen that he just wasn't actually getting past the point where we needed to, for him to come out. And so I was at this point where I was in so much pain that I was crying and she's like, right, that's it. We're going to theater. We're going to theater. So I get shipped off to theater and then they put me on some stronger drugs and I was like, okay, let's yeah. go. <laughs> like, I feel yeah, great yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. So they were telling me when I was having contractions then. And so I ended up pushing Torben out with assistance of the forceps, mm-hmm. so, which was great. So he came out pretty quick and quick and easy. That was at, at I think, 10 o'clock, if I remember correctly. Oh, this is so bad. I don't remember time my childbirth. No, but, ten, but like time means nothing when you're in the middle of that shit. Like seriously, no like you're in a whole other reality. Like, I didn't even know what day it was at this point. No, no, God, no. So he came out and then obviously it was time for Isla to come out and um, she wasn't really turning in the right position. So they tried forceps with her to pull her out. Um, the forceps just kept slipping off of her head. And so, oh, it, you know, the obstetrician was like, okay, I'm a bit worried about this. Let's try and suction cup her to come out. Tried that and she just wouldn't come out. And so at this point, Isla was starting to get a little bit stressed out. And so she was like, okay, I'm sorry, but C-section. And so yeah. I was like, okay, let's let's do this. Like, I don't really have a choice. Yeah. Like she needs to come out. So an hour and two minutes after Torben had come out Isla was then born but um she was very short and sharp breaths she had a giant bruise on her head and so unfortunately she got taken to Skaboo whereas Torben was put in the normal maternity ward so both of them were split up from birth and I was I was split up from them as well because I ended up having to go to ICU what yeah, so I didn't see oh Isla for God. 36 hours and I got to see oh Torben um, like for maybe like a half an hour or so because my partner would bring him down to me when I was in ICU. Yeah. So it was, yeah, a, a, a journey. But um, the reason why Isla didn't come out so easily is because her umbilical cord was like the, the shortest umbilical cord you could ever imagine. And wow. she was pretty much bungee jumping in there. <laughs> to put oh it my god! Yeah, so she was oh never going to well, come out. No. And do they offer you like any like after birth like support services like to help you process any of the stuff? Like, did anything come of that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The um the obstetrician. Oh. So we had a debrief with her, and um so we went over to Nelson and chatted with her about everything, and she kind of walked us through it all and. Um, answered any questions I had and then obviously she asked if I had like wanted any extra support then um, I I could basically get that from them or they could uh, refer me to someone so there was a lot of support but the team 
that I had in Nelson were completely incredible to the point where I felt so looked after that it wasn't, oh. a, you know, it wasn't a worry for me. Right. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, that's the main thing. Eh? It's like that. Yeah. You've got somebody, you've got a team around you, like wrapping their love and their support and helping you. Yeah. And you can advocate for yourself or you've got someone there advocating for you and yeah wild Absolutely. so how often how often do twin mums have like one as a a natural or a vagina birth and one as a rooftop birth how well, often does that happen honestly I haven't seen oh I, I've said I like I've seen one person in like the yeah. twin mum support Facebook groups that have has yeah. been in the kind of same situation having one both ways but majority yes. of them are all c-section yeah wow yeah, yeah that's that's what I was thinking because it's mostly like they just whip them out yeah a few <laughs> so, weeks before they're due. Yeah. yeah yeah crazy yeah crazy so- crazy crazy and how are you finding it all now how old are they they are four months they're actually mm-hmm. gonna be five months next Sunday oh my gosh it's so quick it goes so fast and how are you finding it like yeah mum of twins honestly I feel like they are such easy babies. Uh, Don't get me wrong, like the first three months were kind of hard because Isla had a bit of like silent reflux. So she went through a bit of a stage where she didn't want to be like lying on her back or anything like that. So I had to kind of hold her a lot um, to comfort Mm. her to sleep and everything like that. But um, Torben, he just, he'll sleep anywhere and everywhere. He's great. (sighs) Such a chill baby. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. That's all right. At least you don't have two, like, really hectic ones, hey? Like- <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Got a nice little balance going on. Yeah, definitely. So being that, being that you're in the four-month, kind of nearly five months, like, have you been going through that little sleep regression? No, not a little. Side no, mark. honestly. Nothing? No. Nothing's happened? No, not so <gasps> They're far. They're like magic babies. I know. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, surely something's going to hit us hard real soon because I feel like they've been way too chill. <laughs> yeah. So the sleep, everything. Like, I, we, we love talking about sleep on this podcast, obviously. So how it, like, how's it been going? Their sleep has been so good. Like, oh, it's mm-hmm. this sounds so bad. And it's so no, many girl, twin, mums, twin mums are going to be no. like, oh, what? But they sleep so we put them down between like seven and eight o'clock at night they then don't wake up until maybe like three o'clock in the morning for like a feed we'll put them back down and then they wake back up at six for another feed maybe if if like it depends so if between like two and three if they wake up we'll wake them up at six otherwise I'll let them sleep there my because my partner goes to work <laughs> so then yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll feed them by myself after then but they they're getting like anywhere from like four to eight hours in like one stint of sleep go team yeah. yeah and life is so much more doable when you've got sleep in you as a mum like it doesn't matter what's really throwing at you through the day as much as it is when it's throwing at you through the night like if you're getting good solid sleep overnight you know bring on the day for sure. on the day yeah yeah we have do, you had any challenges or anything well we do cop the repercussions throughout the day for example mm-hmm. they only sleep about 20 to 45 minutes uh, during the day like naps so yep. majority Which of is the- so, so normal for them yeah. that's like multiple naps like a few naps like that 
Yeah, yeah. So that that's what they have during the day. So I'm standing there dancing for them to entertain them. <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, we're, we're doing a lot of tummy tines and uh, black and white contrast books and everything like that. So they, um, other than that, they're, pre- they're pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, in, yeah. I can't think of any other challenges apart from the fact that you know that that's just something that they don't do during the day um, which it will be- come because that that catnapping yeah. stuff is so normal for this stage and by the time they're heading closer towards six months things will hopefully <clears throat> start to link up a little bit more yeah <laughs> for you. hey you i'm not complaining i'm lapping up the time no <laughs> absolutely oh that's so good did you have like any um tips or anything that of or hacks I suppose like mum twin mum hacks like what are you finding that's actually working for you just with like the basic logistics and practicalities of having two babies on the go honestly having them on the same schedule so if one of them wakes up wake the other one up if one wants Mm -hmm. a feed the other one's going to have a feed because Mm -hmm. we've done that since birth and now Mm -hmm. it's so natural for them if one of them wakes up the other one will wake up literally within five minutes and or or one of them will want to feed and then five minutes or 10 minutes later the other one's like oh yeah I want to feed too so amazing they've linked up now and they're now in such a routine that they're so synced with everything and it just makes things for me and obviously my partner so much easier yeah absolutely routines are just everything yeah Yeah. and because when they know that because like yeah they're obviously like loving their little routines so it's just coming so naturally for them as well yeah for sure cool yeah amazing and did you have any other like tips or tricks or you know early stages of parenthood with twins like anything else that's going oh I mean it's there's so much to that you kind of go through that I feel like you also forget that you've been through it <laughs> that makes sense yes yes yeah it so, moves so quick oh yeah like one thing could work for one twin but not the other so in the early mm-hmm. stages, um, Torben loved to be in the, like, loved to dream swaddles. But Isla had to be completely wrapped in a swaddle, like mm-hmm. arms down, not moving whatsoever sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, if any advice that I could kind of give is just l- listen to what your baby wants. Uh, you, yeah. I mean, they're going to tell you what they want and they're going to tell you what they like more than anybody else you know Um, yeah 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 yeah. and they're both still different people even though they're they're twins like you said one was fine with the arms up and the other one wanted to be in a straight jacket and it's okay like that's cool yeah yeah amazing one likes one type of white noise the other one likes a different type of white noise (laughs) and that's going to be a real pain in the ass (laughs) do they share the same cot no they're in separate ones yeah yeah we wanted we wanted them to be yes they're twins but we wanted them to also feel like they still had their own individuality as well so each their own like bassinets and like cots as well so we wanted them to still have have their own little space so no like matching outfits i mean (laughs) a few just not every day <laughs> there's a couple that I'm like like for example today they both were in uh like what are they called oh my gosh um like overalls 
so Isla was in a nice pink one Torben was in a blue one so sometimes they kind of match (laughs) oh no that's so nice I just like remember all the time just seeing like twins in the exact same clothing and it's just like I don't for me, I just didn't understand it, but I must, I'm not a twin mum, so I don't. No, I, I completely agree. I've always, <laughs> as soon as we found out, I was like, if anyone buys us the exact same outfits, I'm not avoiding, like putting them in them together. It's not happening. <laughs> no, they can have them on separate. You can wear it on Wednesday and you can wear it on Thursday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I would love to actually know, like, what is it um, – that you would want parents of singleton babies, so me, <laughs> to know, like basically another way of saying like, what is the shit that you wish people would just shut up about or <laughs> stop saying to you? And I'm sure that there's a really long list, but give me something. <laughs> <laughs> the two main things, and this is one thing that I always do a little tally of when I'm out in public. Uh, shots. No, <laughs> you have to do a shot every time you hear it. <laughs> Take a Some, uh, without a doubt, I always hear, oh, you've got your hands full or double trouble. Oh, no. Just so cliche. I just want to tell someone to shut up and piss off. (laughs) What? Um, Like, yeah, you're going to have to sit down and come up with some, like, real good replies and then just roll them off your tongue. Oh, my gosh. I had had one, but I don't think it's very appropriate. other things there's uh, one of my friends said to me she's like if someone ever says to you oh you've got your hands full just reply and say you should see my heart and I was like that's so cute that's really nice that's a nice that's a nice way to dissolve that issue I agree I was like that's really cute I like that (laughs) I think most of the time people are just coming to it from a really nice place and they're just trying to like you know, absolutely have a moment with you but still like fuck yeah how many times does one need to hear it I'm oh, gonna say that when I see you by the way <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna you've got your hands full like, go away <laughs> <laughs> <Peace off. laughs> where's the door and how, <laughs> how are you managing like to take care of yourself like mama of twins I think all mums suck at this so how are you managing to make time for you around all of it so my partner and I have kind of a, a bit of a, I guess you could say schedule. So as soon as he gets home, he's straight in the shower and then he he's out basically looking after the twins. And mm-hmm. from there, I, can, I either have time to do some work if I want to either make dinner or make some of my preserves because I'm such a fiend for making so many preserves at the moment it's just my absolute joy (laughs) outlet oh yes it's my little sanctuary um or I can pop off to the gym uh it's just a little you know he gives me that time uh in the afternoons to go out and do those things and I really appreciate that so um yeah so we kind of have a bit of a schedule when it comes to that so um and we kind of uh, I've lost my words now (laughs) (laughs) so on on a Wednesday for example we do like a bath time with the kids so we we know exactly as soon as my partner's home we know what's going to happen throughout that afternoon Mm. and uh, and same with kind of like a Thursday and Friday all that sort of stuff so we have like set days that we do certain things and then the weekend we we're kind of just like all right 
are we going to do something as a family or am I going to have, you know, am I just going to go to the gym for a couple of hours or are you going to go fishing for the day? You know, like we kind of like thought out what we're going to do, but it's, it's kind of nice to have a bit of communication between the both of us to figure out what we're going to do so that I can have some me time. He can have some, his time as well. So I really appreciate it. You guys have a lot of family close by to take care of the twins so you guys can have you time or. Unfortunately not. They're, they all live in the North Island. <laughs> oh, so where are you moving to? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sammy's already tried that. <laughs> yeah, I'm imagining that. Yeah. <laughs> go, Come and live on my farm, on my farm, on my lifestyle. <laughs> oh, yes. She's like, I got a tidy yeah. home for you. <laughs> oh, perfect. I know. Well, it's not easy, is it? Like having no family around. I did the first four years with minimal very minimal support like I really leaned on my girlfriends who were yeah. also mums yeah. um for that kind of stuff because otherwise yeah Travis and I just never would have gotten anything but far out like what a game changer it is to be home near family yeah for absolutely. sure yeah for sure and I thought we could just finish off with a parenting moment something that is standing out has stood out in your memory so far about being a mum of twins something that makes you feel good about this part of your life honestly so the one moment that I treasure and I treasure it every single day is when my partner goes to work in the morning I grab both the twins and I put them in bed with me just for a little cuddle before we get up and start the day And I just take in the moment and just look at them every morning and just appreciate everything that has happened because it's a life I've always dreamt of and I'm now living it. And I'm so grateful for it. Oh, that's so, so good, isn't it? That's the thing. eh? Sometimes we're so future focused all the time and then that thing finally happens, but we never slow down enough to be grateful and take that and no. really mindfully eh? no oh, that's yeah. beautiful made me tear up <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you so much for coming on and having a chat to um our listeners like that's um such a wild entry <laughs> into motherhood <laughs> welcome welcome to the class. yes <laughs> good luck to any oh. twin mums out there honestly if you I need- know need any advice feel free to message me by all means I'll tell you straight I'll tell you how it is <laughs> yeah absolutely and actually if if people want to find you on Instagram where can they find you so my name is Renee G and that's spelt r-e-n-e-e-g-e-e sounds really strange <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah go and follow Renee um she does of her preserves I see those most days on my social <laughs> <laughs> so good. and I love it I'm so here for it so good all right hun thank you so much and I will see and chat to you all again next time bye bye and that is a wrap on today's episode if you've enjoyed the chaos and laughter as much as we have don't forget to hit that follow button share with your besties who need a good laugh and give us a like don't forget to check out our Feel Good Parenthood courses where we tackle all things toddlerhood and sleep. Our Facebook group is open and ready for you now too. Show notes have the deets. Until next time, keep rocking your parenting game and remember, you are doing an incredible job.